0: Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode eight of the Kamano Voice. On this episode, I speak to the founder of Ava by the Bay, a fashion and lifestyle blog with over 37,000 followers. Please welcome Lauren Brem. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kamano Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Kamano Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, Businesses and even hear a little history of this area. Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode. On this episode, I got to interview Lauren Brem, who started Ava by the Bay on Instagram, and she has over 37,000 followers. In the interview, we get to go in, get into where the inspiration for the name of her account comes from, why she started it, and why she chose to go into the fashion and lifestyle blogging industry. Uh, we also talk about why she chose Instagram instead of going with like the standard blog type style. Um, we talk about some of her biggest struggles uh, and things like that in starting this brand and also some of the biggest misconceptions in the fashion industry from her point of view. Uh, And lastly, we kind of touch on some tips for non-fashionable guys such as myself and what to do about that. So without further ado, please welcome Lauren Bram. Hey Islanders and welcome back to the Camino Voice. Today, I am with the founder of Ava by the Bay, a fashion and lifestyle blog and can be found on Instagram at Ava by the Bay with over 37,000 followers as well as a mother of two. Please welcome Lauren Lauren Brim.
1: Thank you, Brandon, for having me. I just really appreciate this. I'm excited to, to talk with you.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Lauren.
1: Well, I have I've lived on the island and Stanwood all of my life. I married a fifth generation farmer who also grew up here. And um, I have two sweet little girls. I have a two-year-old, Ava Bay, kind of where I got Ava, Ava by the Bay, and then a new four-month-old, and her name is Delaney May.
0: Very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So you have lived on Camano for how many years then?
1: So I lived on Camano since I was, I think, well, from birth to 17, I believe. And then my family moved into Stanwood um, because we got into horses. So we need a little bit more room, but, um, we've always, when we still go to church on the Island, we're here all the time.
0: All right. Sounds good. And then how have you seen Camino change over the years?
1: You know, I think, you know, other than the traffic, that's, (laughs) that's just great. Um, you know, it, it, it's grown, but in a wonderful way, I think the community is, it's such a tight community and I love how, how Camino and Stanwood are so, they're, they're pretty much one, um. You know, I just see the the growth, you know, you know, the Kamano Commons and all that, that good stuff. Um, but, you know, there's still that same. I think what's amazing is there's still that same small town feel, even though it has grown.
0: Yeah. And well, and one of the things I've talked about with with other guests on the podcast is that um, both Kamano and Stanwood are kind of redhead stepchildren of their <laughs> respective commu- of their counties. Yes. Because um, we're Island County encompasses Whidbey and Kamano, and then Stanwood is part of Snohomish County, but Snohomish County is pretty far down south. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, exactly. But I think that's what's neat. It kind of makes us, you know, together. It makes us morph together.
0: Right, right. All right. So you, like myself, went to school at Wazoo. Um, What Hmm. were you studying there?
1: I studied um, communications, uh, public relations. Okay. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to kind of work with people, so that's why I did that.
0: All right. And then did you, you graduated from Washington state, right? I did.
1: I graduated from Washington state. Um, yeah, I go Cougs. I absolutely love it. I loved it there.
0: Okay. And then, and then from there you went to, where did you go from there?
1: Um, from there after, after college, I came back home and I always had been involved in horses and, I started a business kind of by accident. I had a couple people ask me to just start training their horses and training them. And so I started hang time training and I did that for about 10 years, actually. Um, It was great. It was so much fun. I was on the road a lot. And so when I had Ava, I decided that I needed to just kind of, you know, take a step back and, you know, try to figure out how I wanted her to grow up. And I just didn't want her to grow up on the road. So I... Um, I kind of made a really hard decision and I stopped teaching. I I have a couple people that I still teach. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did for the last 10 years after college.
0: Okay. So, wow. I didn't realize that that was, (laughs) (laughs) that's where you went. So where, how did you get involved in that? And where did you start? Like, where did you start? And then how did you end up going, end up traveling so much?
1: Well, I started as a kid. Um, we do the show, we did the show jumping, started as a kid, took a break. Um, you know, during a little bit of high school and college and they decided I wanted to do it again. I knew I wanted to kind of own my own business. And so then I just, like I said, I kind of just stumbled onto it and then I just ended up loving it. And we would, you know, we'd travel to shows kind of everywhere. You know, we went to California, lots in Canada and um, all over Washington.
0: All right. So then during that time, is that, did you get married right out of college or when did that happen?
1: No, I got married. um, I got married, it would have been, a little over five years ago. So, yeah, we just, it was just so funny because I always knew who he was. And it was funny because I always wanted to go away from, you know, the island in Stanwood and find somebody. And here he was my entire life, right here, like five minutes down the road.
0: Wow, that's, so, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's actually a decent amount of people that, at least that growing up, like that I knew, um, that moved away. And uh, many of them have come back.
1: It's a special place here. I mean, I, you know, I, I did, I wanted to go away and I realized how special it is here. And like you, I've talked to numerous people who have realized that and they absolutely love it here. And I can't, I can't see myself living anywhere, raising my kids anywhere else. You know, I've got family here. It's just, it's a special place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. So after college, you started doing that. Um, so then you had Ava mm-hmm. and T- tell us what happened after that
1: I had Ava and boy did my world change um I I wanted to be with her so much and I was since I was on the road it was a little bit difficult um, I'd bring her with but I barely could even be with her um, just going you know during the show all day long it was it was just getting a little tough and I decided you know my mom was able to stay home with us and I I absolutely love that so I talked to my husband and he said let's just Let's bring you home. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, so, yeah, so I got to be with her. And I'm the type of person, though, I just, I love doing stuff. I loved having, you know, using the other side of my brain. And so um, that's kind of how I started Ava by the Bay, actually. I just, I've always, I actually, in high college, I wanted to start um, my own fashion line. So that's kind of how that other, other part of me started. I, I love fashion, and that's what I decided to do um, after I, I, after I, you know, kind of quit the horse jumping.
0: Okay. So then how, what was it like getting started with this? How did you just decide to do it one day or how did, how did that start?
1: You know, it just, it's, I thought, okay, well, how can I, I love fashion, you know, starting my own line. I was like, okay, that, that might be a little difficult right now. And so I just decided, okay, well, this blogging thing, I'm just, I'm going to give this a try. And, I, you know, if I'm passionate about it, I'm going to keep going. And so I ended up loving it and I decided to go for it. And it just kind of grew from there.
0: So how did you grow from zero to over 37,000 followers on Instagram?
1: You know, a lot of, a lot more work than people think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lots of work, lot, working with other bloggers, you know, getting, because it really it is very saturated. The, the blogging is. And so it's just finding, you know, I had to find my own niche. That was it. Like I couldn't be, you know, for a while I tried to be like other people, which, you know, is not authentic. And so once I started to be myself and put the content out there that I wanted to, that's when I saw growth start to happen.
0: Okay. And then looking at your blog and stuff, I think when I first heard about that, you had a blog, I went on there and There wasn't that many like word posts, but you really just went deep with with fashion using, you know, pictures and stuff like that. What kind Mm -hmm. of led you down that direction versus like a written post type deal?
1: Well, you know, it's the world is just changing so much and the blogging, you know, it's still there. A lot of people I do have a blog. I don't keep up on it because it's like I said, people are more into quick um, you know, they look it over quick. They don't necessarily want to go and read a whole bunch right now. So I, you know, instead of putting my focus on that, I wanted to focus on just the pictures and writing the caption and then being able to be with my kids too, you know, so really kind of juggling it and figuring out what what are people really going to want to see? And are people really that interested in going over to a blog, you know, and I love writing. I absolutely love writing. Um, but right now at this point in my life, you know, I need to, you know, I want to focus on my family too. So that's why I went that direction of just doing the, the pictures and the captions.
0: Yeah. So then have you, um, when you were starting and everything, or even now, um, do you, I know you've done quite a few photo shoots with your family, but then you mm-hmm. also do some on your own. How does that all work, juggling all of that?
1: Oh, boy. Well, I used to take photos and put them out every day. And that just realistically was not working. You know, it's just... My poor husband. He was taking the photos of me most all the time, and he works a lot. He's a he's a farmer, and so he works a ton. So that just wasn't working. So I am um, I've I've now kind of I'm focused a little bit more on more family lifestyle. The fashion is still definitely in there, um, but you know I try to I really like sharing my you know, my life on stories, and so I do that more than I do post. I post a couple times a week now, but more stories.
0: Yeah. And, and that's been a transition that, that Instagram has really pushed. Absolutely. Ha- and have you seen that, like, has, has that really taken off a lot with, with like increasing your followers and stuff like totally. that?
1: Totally. Totally. I mean, it's people I think care more about like daily life stuff than, than a post. And I'm all for that because it is, it's a lot of work. I don't think people realize it. It is a lot of work to, to post every day. So, um, especially with little kiddos. So I'm, I'm <laughs> loving the whole, the stories. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think, um, you know, I think when Snapchat took off initially, it was because it was the authenticity, I think Instagram had become so polished at that point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. Everything was, you know, aesthetically pleasing, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've definitely gone away from that in Instagram. I mean, it's still there. You know, I still have, you know, I use a filter Mm -hmm. on all of my photos, like the same filter and I tweak it and stuff like that because it's nice to be a cohesive but you're so right. I mean, it you know, that has definitely gone away.
0: Right. Right. And that was I mean, that was when when Instagram started, it was started the almost the opposite that it was like people were taking pictures of their food and like like not <laughs> yeah. necessarily pretty, just like this is what I my breakfast. It's uh-huh. Cheerios. And then it's like it continued to evolve, but um the story evolution has been um, I've enjoyed using stories a lot more than than doing posts because mm-hmm. I feel like when I do a post, it's like it has to have a purpose behind it.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: whereas stories, I could be like, well, I kind of feel like doing a story on like this silly thing. Yeah. and then, you know it's up for twenty four hours and then it goes and then away. it goes away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, it goes away.
0: <laughs> so all right. so what are some of the the biggest challenges you faced with starting Ava by the bay?
1: You know, I think you know the biggest is uh, you know, basically finding the purpose. And, you know, to be honest with you, and it was more recent than than I'd like to admit, but, you know, my purpose for it was to throw, you know, show Christ through this and also, you know, my family and fashion. And I really wanted to, I wanted to start it to serve others. And it eventually started to become, how can it serve me? And I'm really embarrassed to say that, but that was not my focus. My focus is how can I help others? How can I serve others by showing them, you know, giving them fashion advice and fashion tips and, you know, family life and, you know, what a loving Christ center family looks like. And so that was probably the biggest challenge is, um, you know, looking back, I had to kind of take a step back and just say, okay, Lauren, who is this for? You know? And, um, you know, it's it's been way way better since I did that. You know, Instagram and any really social media is such a me-focused thing, mm-hmm. and it's really easy to get into that vortex and just get swooped up in it. And it, that's just not how I wanted to be. So that's definitely been the that was one of the biggest challenges that I've, I've faced. But it's um, it's definitely it's it's great now. So it's it's really good now.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think not just not just in social media, but we get sucked into that in, I mean, in business, since I've been working on some of the more business side of, of some of the businesses we operate, um, that is something that like, as you listen to people that have been successful, I was just listening to the story of like Chick-fil-A and, and how they started and some of their reasoning behind what they did. And it was always based on how can we serve our customer yeah. and it, you know, they've, since become very successful and financially and everything else, but it was because they focused on the customer and they focused on others and filling a need. And that's, uh-huh. you know, it, whether it's, it's, it's on social media or in business or in, in wherever, like that is kind of every, all the rest of the success comes from behind that initial reason.
1: Absolutely. How that's, do you help others in, in life? You know, mm-hmm. how can we serve others? You know, how can we serve others before ourself? Right. That's Yeah.
0: So, um, what like apparent failure have you had with, with Ava by the Bay or blogging, um, that has set you up for like a future success?
1: Well, I think that, um, I mean, this is with anything, you know, even going back to when I, um, when I did the horse jumping with my business, it was, you know, I didn't know it all, even though I would maybe sometimes think I did. And so I would make mistakes and realize, you know, I don't, I don't know it all. I need to go and I need to go out. I need to learn and continue to learn. Um, and that's what I did with the blogging. You know, I had, you know, fail. I failed a ton with content and all that stuff. And I went to people that have have done it for a long time, and I asked questions and I continue to learn because I feel like if you stop learning, no matter how old you are, you're just going to stop growing. Right. And so that was probably the biggest thing that just, you know, go out and keep learning and. Then turn it into something even better.
0: Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, who have been some of your your uh, mentors in this as you've been growing this?
1: So, I have a couple girls that I that I like that are bloggers. Actually, I didn't ask if I could mention their names. Oh, okay, that's um, fine. But no, they um, they are. I've got about five of them that I go to, and some of them are, you know, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Some have. You know ten thousand and they're all just a great group of girls, and we just you know always are on messages together, you know saying okay well, what what do I do in this situation and so some of those girls are just it's amazing the blogging community and you know how we work together
0: yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's funny because like you know i I think we've got like we just passed like a thousand something on uh-huh. on for the marketplace way to um, go, and so it's like man, you're talking about these massive numbers. I'm like, I don't think we'll ever get that big. But hey, it's, hey, it's really hey,
1: big. you never know. You never know. And it's, um, you know, it, the thing is, it's getting authentic followers. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Right. There's so many non-authentic followers out there. You know, right. so many bots. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, all right. So <clears throat> I've noticed looking at your your post, you've actually recently, and maybe it's not too recent, but mm-hmm. you've switched and been doing a lot of things with Amazon fashion. And like, based off that, um how does that, how does that work for you? And, um, how do you like make sure you get the right sizes? And I don't know, how does that whole process work for you? So,
1: I mean, Amazon prime, everybody loves it. You know, it's so quick. And so, um, I mean the sizing, all that type of thing, basically I just do a ton of research on reviews and and it's a lot of trial and error, you know, I'll I'll order, you know, 10 things and maybe keep one, you know, to share it with people that I really, really like. I'll send, or I'll get an order of 10 things and I'll send everything back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm here. Cause I want to share my favorite things and things that work, um, that I know work. Yeah. Um, Amazon is, it's, it is quick. Um, you know, I, I do really, really like it, you know, with the fashion stuff, there's not, a you know, th- there's, there's some good stuff, but there's also a lot of bad stuff in the fashion stuff for Amazon. Um, but you know, What I think I, you know, there are so many with Amazon, you know, i got to be careful because there's so many amazing like boutiques, especially in Stanwood. I don't know if you've seen any. No. So there's, we've got like Urban Trends, just great boutique. We've got Cedar and Pine, another wonderful one, Ladders and Lace. uh, I think there's a Purple Sunset one. I mean, it's amazing. So it's hard because I want to support like the local because they are just great. It's just the internet, it kind of just takes over and it's the convenience of it all makes it really easy to just, you know, swipe and you, right. you've bought it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then did you start with, um, when you were starting fashion and stuff, mm-hmm. did you start with a specific group of people or like, as far as, did you start with like the boutiques? Did you start at other stores?
1: Yeah. I kind of started with some of the boutiques and I'd like to like continue that because that's, I really do care about like the local boutiques and that type of thing in the small business because Amazon's huge. I love it, but mm-hmm. it is huge. Okay.
0: So uh, moving on. So what are some of the common misconceptions you hear um, about the fashion industry?
1: Um, that we shop all day long, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that our life is kind of glamorous, you know, in the fashion industry, which It's, it's not, um, you should have seen me get more, get ready this morning. It was, it was wild. Um, you know, we don't have it together, especially like in the fast fashion industry. It's, it definitely isn't as glamorous as we think, but even in like the blog in the blogging, (laughs) sorry, the (laughs) blogging fashion industry, it is not glamorous. I mean, you know, that's why on stories I try to be as authentic as possible because you know, the other, I'm having like postpartum hair loss right now. And it is just, it's not fun. I mean, I know you're a guy, but, yeah. you know, it, it's not fun. And it's, um, you know, just being authentic with that. And it's amazing how, you know, I shared that and there's so many people dealing with that. Right. And um, so, yeah, so that's.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, um, my wife dealt with some of that as well. And just, yeah. And, you know, I've talked to different people and you know, when you're married, you start hearing these other things that, like, as a guy, you normally don't think you don't about. You
1: normally don't think
0: about it, yeah. But yeah, it's very, there's so many different things around pregnancy. Like, to guys, I feel like, it, maybe it's just me, um, but it's like, you know, it's the pregnancy and then the baby's born, and then, you know, then it's just into parenthood and you're just doing that. Yeah. Well, as like, the wife has so much other things, chemically, like biologically that are changing yeah. and they're going through.
1: We get a little crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Well, I we've got the baby. Like, what more do you want? Like, what yeah. else? And yeah. so, um, it's definitely, yeah, it's been a journey. And now, like, now that I've gone through that, um, I, you know, you're talking to other couples and you're like, oh, okay. So this is normal. This <laughs> is
1: normal. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Right. All right. Um, So this is kind of a funny question I thought of. I was like, okay, this will be weird. But um, uh, so I'm not exactly like a fashionable person. You can ask my wife (laughs) about that. Um, But what are like simple tips that you have for guys such as myself?
1: Uh, Let your wife dress you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, that's a huge one. You know, Tyler, my husband, when he, when we got together, I this is even before we were married, I completely revamped his wardrobe because, you know, I told him, I was like, I'm the one that has to look at you. So that's what I've <laughs> always told guys is that, you know, your wife has to look at you. So let her dress you. Um, and if she doesn't care, then I would say, you know, all this, the staple pieces, you know, if you're not fashionable, don't try to get crazy, you know? <laughs> um, but just, you know, find those basics. That is, that is key. Find the basics and you will keep we- wearing those on repeat.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good advice for guys out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I always end the Kameno Voice with some rapid-fire questions because one of the goals of the Kameno Voice is to help both locals and tourists uh, find some spots that maybe they wouldn't necessarily know to look um, Mm -hmm. if they're local. Maybe there's a new area on Kameno they haven't explored. Um, But also for the tourists to kind of hear about different places that they can visit on a trip or something that you wouldn't find if you just Googled, you know, Kameno go. Yeah. So, um, so the first of those questions is, um, do you have a lesser known or favorite location that you like to visit on Kameno?
1: You know, I do. And it's, it's on the South end, pretty much the tip of the South end. And I wouldn't go with kids, but you, I, I did bring Ava, we carried her and it's just this little path. I don't know if you've been there. It's, it's not even marked, but you can tell there's a trail and it goes off and it's, it's a cliff, but it is just the most beautiful view. So if you're a hiker or anything like that, it's not, it's not a hike, but it is just a gorgeous, you know, I don't think a ton of people know about it. Just this beautiful view. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be very careful. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll link that up in the show notes so that you guys can check that out. Um, Okay. So pretend you have a friend coming in from ta- um, from out of town and it's their mm-hmm. first time here on Camino. What would their first day look like?
1: Well, first off, we would come and we would get coffee and pastries at Camino Commons. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely would. Um, and then I think the hiking and the walking, you know, going to the state park is really nice. There's some really great beaches. Obviously, that's why you're probably going to come and then come back and eat more food. I am so all about good restaurants and we have a lot of good restaurants you know on the island and on in stanwood so we would just basically (laughs) hike eat food hike eat food probably yeah sounds like (laughs) a good day
0: all right um next who is the most interesting person in the community that i should interview next
1: well i have two people i would say first my sister leanna crawford um who is a singer She's based in Nashville now, but she um, she's definitely still very much a part of this community. And then also I would say, um, I would say he doesn't even know I'm going to say his name, but I'd say Dennis Newman. And he is the owner and chef at Crow Island Farm in Stanwood. It's just a phenomenal restaurant. And those are probably, and I, I do have a hand, maybe my husband too. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. That sounds good. Um, have you got to visit Leanna in Nashville?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I it, love Nashville. Oh, it is, it is a great place. Really fun. Yeah. Can't wait to go back.
0: All right. And lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard, right? As they're driving up onto Camino, what would that say?
1: It would say probably welcome to a little piece of heaven. Cause that's, that's how I feel about it. That this is just a little piece of heaven.
0: Yeah. I think, um, The island has been, it's, I've, for some reason, like, I feel like this year has really allowed me to get out more on the island as far Mm -hmm. as, um, like I've done kayaking and stuff like that in the sound. And, um, it's just, it's been really neat to be able to experience it almost like I've grown up. I was moved to the island when I, in 95, so a long time Mm -hmm. ago, but some of these things like we just didn't do growing up.
1: Isn't that funny how us as locals, sometimes we don't even do do the things that tourists do that I think are important to do. Right. It's the beautiful part about this area.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Well, Brandon, thank you. I really just, I appreciate what you're doing and how you're bringing community together. I think that's, it's just important and it's so neat. So thank you so much for doing that.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you Islanders for listening and I will talk to you on the next one. A big thank you to Lauren Brim for joining us on the podcast today. And thank you for listening Be sure to follow Lauren and all that she's doing at Ava by the Bay on Instagram. I'll have a link in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. And if you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode or previous episodes, be sure to go to Kamenocommons.com slash podcast. That's Kamenocommons.com dot com slash podcast thanks for listening and see you next time